fresh body in the Lamborghini. Two chains, one dirty, one you see me. Looking, the sky, the roof, the doors open up, not out. I'm riding the truth. This that real shit. How you riding so clean? I'm 300 mil off them apple, apple bottom jeans. If you song, I'ma clap, I'ma clap. All chrome, summer laugh. Today the Lambo, my swagger mean. Tomorrow the jet, and I don't mean the magazine. I'm talking G5, Levi's, Amazing J's, Model Babes, and some bottles of that Ace of Spades. We don't buy the ball, we buy the building. I'm trying to get laid, but it's money over bitches, so I'm trying to get paid. In the field with that, get hit with the K. It's real around here, believe when I say it. Money talk, bullshit walk. And you don't know me if you ask, get called. Money talk, bullshit walk. What you pussy niggas thought, but um, he talking money, money talk. What you talking about? We throw a party at the bank and break a meal out. One million, two million, three million, four, five million, six million, seven million more. Money talk, you can tell it by the change. For money long, you can tell it by the hang. The beans got that big body. You can tell it by the frame. Got a scope on the cheddar. You can tell it by the aim. I'm a swagger bay. I'm a swagger mean. Might I say, money does indeed talk. Indeed. Does indeed talk. Welcome to Podchats. So true. That was St. Lunatics with Money Talks. Snubbed at the Grammys last year. So yeah, really? like always. The fact that I don't, I don't think the St. Lunatics have any Grammys. I might be wrong. I would doubt that. You would doubt it, that the St. Lunatics have Grammys? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Have you ever heard the album Free City? Um, I can't say I have. Free City Spud. Which, which probably is Free City Spud. Spot. He was in jail. I think he's out now, though. Really? One of the... I uh, don't, uh, don't think they won any, to be honest. That's, that's <laughs> a little depressing, in my opinion. Uh, but anyways, welcome to Podchats. I'm Drew Terrell. And with me, as always, Anthony Postiglione. How's it going, guys? And... Scott Toman, our guest for the second time. What's up, what's up? Anyways, we are sponsored by DisasterDateNight.com. Go there. Watch. Like always? Yeah, like always. You should be going there every single time I say it. So, go. DisasterDateNight.com, movie reviews. And free babies. No, one, no of those, one of those is a lie. Those is a lie. <laughs> so, what have you guys been up to lately? Uh, Not much, man. Just trying to uh, stay on the grind. Yeah, tell me about it. Making some, making some sandwiches at Jimmy Jones. Making some sandwiches. Do you ever go home at the end of the day and just have your fingers smell like lunch meat? Um, not really, because anytime you touch any of the food, you're wearing latex gloves. I mean, they kind of smell a little bit weird. But yeah. not necessarily, a, it's, it doesn't smell like a lunch meat. Because a lot of my job is, like, cleaning, you know? A lot of my job is mm-hmm. mopping and, like, you know, doing all this different shit. Do you ever have to mess with the fries? Because I imagine that can get a little there's messy. No, no, there's no fries. Thank God I, there's no fries at fucking oh, right. John's. Because if you, yeah. no, and I, that's what I actually like about working at a place where there's, like, I suck, I hate the food because I hate cold subs. Five, you're downstairs, right? <laughs> <laughs> Aha! That's I'm totally that, okay. I'm, that's definitely not being edited out. That is definitely not. 
God damn it. Are you that, serious? That God damn it. Oh, I'm keeping that. <laughs> I'm keeping that. That was probably Becky Toman. <laughs> yeah, that was Becky Toman. Just she she's a guest appearance. I was gonna say she's first time guest on the podcast. Guest appearance. She's first time. I apologize. But anyways, the, what yeah. I was saying was I, I like working at a place where there's uh, cold sandwiches because you can't yeah. burn. You besides the bread, you can't burn mm-hmm. yourself on anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever you're working with like fryers, you, the grease not only working out about thinking about burns, but you're gonna get a burn like once every two days. But you get acne, you know, from standing over grease. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, just being around that, I guess. I mean, no, you, you gotta get, imagine you get, you get really bad. Yeah, you it. get really bad acne if you work around grease. Jeez, if you're working fries. I can imagine that would be good for you. No, so. But you don't like any of the food there. No, I hate Jimmy John's food. Food. You I like I like the company, but the food. How would you? That, that just seems crazy to me because it's like, wouldn't you I, like? I, I, I've never been a fan of cold cuts. Cold cut sandwiches, not a fan. Are you ever making one and you're just so sick and tired of making it and that you're like about to vomit no. all over the sandwich? No, because I don't I don't mind about the food. I don't care about preparing the food. I don't care about like looking at it. I I think it actually helps that I don't like it. I think it Probably. helps that I I think it helps that I don't like the food. So when I'm making the sandwiches, I'm I'm into making the sandwiches, you know, it's kind of something to do, but uh I don't ever like look at it like fucking oh this gross mayo. I mayo a lot. I have to do a lot of mayo. Yeah. Almost every single one of Jimmy John's subs have mayo on it. Hey, what can you do? What can you do? Have you seen any good movies lately, Drew? I actually uh, have not. I have not been to the movies in a long, long time. Okay, well, have you ever, Still have you ever seen... seen Still haven't seen... Uh, go ahead. Have you ever seen uh, Orska? Have you guys ever seen Restrepo? Yes, not. I have. I have not, and I... Yeah. Um, well, okay, so uh, the other day I was reading this article about how the director, um, Tim Hetherington, and one of the photographers, Chris Hondras, were killed in Libya. Yeah, yeah one of the co-directors. Mm-hmm. No way. Mm-hmm. I just, are you serious? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's unfortunate, man. I thought Restrepo was pretty pretty damn good. Restrepo is one of those movies that's kind of sitting in my instant queue right now. Mm-hmm. On Netflix. So yeah, um, apparently, apparently, uh, I was reading that they got um, hit by like an RPG or something, or something around them. It did. Jeez. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's. Uh, I mean, they were probably taking footage and doing stuff while they were over there. Yeah. You have to imagine. No, no, definitely, they're there for you know to be a journalist. Um. So, good thing Scott's on this podcast, because I wanted to talk to him about this. And speaking of another documentary I've seen lately, um, I watched The Transcendent Man the other day. Oh. I don't know, Scott, if you know, do you know what that is? I've heard a little about it, but how was it? Um, it, was, it was really good. It was really fascinating. Uh, the author uh, um, of this book, slash he was also, this is his documentary, basically. Um, I forget his name. I have to look it up real quick, but he um, just has these crazy ideas. I don't know. Do you know anything about Singularity, Scott? Say it again. The Singularity. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, You know the basic idea about that? Yes, where humans are going to have to uh, 
like improve themselves through technology to keep up with artificial intelligence or something. Yeah, how eventually, how eventually, yeah, we're going to, um, you know, be one with our technology at yeah. some point down the line. Because what will happen is, you know, how they say technology grows exponentially. Yeah. Sorry, guys, I'm back. I... The power. I got found you. Um, how, like, you know, computing power is just this exponential growth curve, and he's saying that eventually this exponential growth will lead to, the, you know, this insane level of technology that could eventually get to the computing power of the brain. Because, I mean, if you think about it, all the brain is is just a bunch of electric signals being sent back and forth. So if we ever get to the point where we know what each single thing does, then how could we not be able to replicate that given enough power, you know? Didn't, um... <laughs> didn't, uh, some, someone came out and said that, like, the singu- the actual singularity, like, their tri- like, you know, theoretically can be traced to a physical date, like 2030-something. Oh, yeah, or... no, that's, this, that's this guy. I just looked up uh, his name, Ray Kurzweil. Um, he's predicting, yeah, that the singularity will happen around... 2035, and he's predicted all these other, you know, crazy things dealing with technology and all this other stuff. Yeah, but how many things has he predicted that have been completely wrong? I don't know. You know, you got, that's the that's the stuff you got to look at. When you know, a lot of people say, "Oh, he's been right here, here, here." It's like, well, look at all the times he's been wrong. Yeah, you know? that's true. But I mean, at the same. But time, then again, yeah. But then again, I mean, if he's if he's gotten like a couple things wrong, you can't just be like, "Oh, well, he's." But, you know, he's probably still a very good, smart guy because everybody's going to get some stuff wrong. But if he's got, if he's always making predictions, if this guy is like, the fucking sun will turn blue in 2055 and, like, just making predictions all the time. And I don't know if, uh, I know you you saw this, um, Drew, but Scott, did you see, he was on the, I don't know if you watched the Colbert Report. He was, Ray Kurzweil was on the Colbert Report last week. Mm Mm-hmm. And he makes it real convincing. I did see this. Yeah. Yeah. He, he makes he, it real convincing. Yeah, yeah. He, it's uh, he's I don't know. He 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 puts it in a way that's so simple, and it's like, well, goddamn, like of course that's you know, of course you know, this, that's mm-hmm. gonna happen. I mean, yeah, you need to check out this documentary if anyone, everyone should yeah, check out Transcendent, Transcendent Man. Man. I think we, yeah, it's on I think iTunes. We mentioned this before. It's on iTunes, and I mean, I was thinking about it the other day after I watched it. It just made me think about it, and the, you know, the, like, really analytical side of me wants to be, wants to be like, you know, this is eventually, I think, one of the only ways where everyone will be equal, because if everyone gets to this state where they, you know, everyone melds with this technology in the future or whatever, you know, whatever ends up happening, if we transplant our consciousness, which is one thought, or if we just, you know, turn into these cyborg-type things, mm. you know, I think that's one of the only ways that would be where it would all be equal, and that would be almost good in a sense, but at the same time, the human part of me is like, you know, I don't want to lose... I, I don't want to lose all the things that... You don't want to use your human. You don't want to. Yeah, you you don't want to lose all the things that make you you. All that. Mm -hmm. And I mean, unless they could keep all those sensations and all those feelings of being human, there's a you know huge bridge between those two. Those two things. That's the point, really. Wives world, like hello, Anthony. Hello, Drew. And And at the same time, robotic. Yeah, and at the same time. 
like when this when this technology first comes out in 2035 or whenever it ends up happening um, that would be I think one of the biggest di- dividing lines between rich and poor there have ever been because the rich people are going to be all oh let me get this crazy technology so I can run yeah. faster or see farther and all the poor people won't be able to uh, keep up with that no yeah It'll what about what about even disregarding it'll, it'll the social... Go, Go ahead, Drew. No. Go ahead, Drew. Okay, I was just going to say, it might be as big of a segregation as the uh, civil rights movement was. Mm, yeah, potentially. But what about... I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm, believe me, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm saying it could be. Yeah. What about, Anthony, like something that mm-hmm. I think a big piece you're missing is... Now, there's a term for it that I can't remember the name of it, but some Japanese robotics dude came up with it, and it's called the Something Valley, and it's basically the point where humans will become so fearful of technology because it becomes so similar to human functions that they will ultimately deny that technology. I can't... It's the Uncanny Valley. That's it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Have you heard about that? No, yeah, I've heard about that. And it's, ma- I mean, it's mainly a robotics thing. I know it's mm-hmm. mainly in robotics and kind of t- goes into like what Terminator is all about, sort of. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, the fact is, is that I think that can be applied to this type of technology too. Because what if there's people who are like, it, it, it's so, it's such a perfect copy of like the human condition that it's almost like, like it causes a rebellion amongst both rich and poor. Yeah, I know. I get what you're saying. Kind of like an iRobot type world or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. And I guess one of what one of the biggest unknowns is that we don't know what's going to happen. No one can predict. No one. Our minds think linearly. We can't yeah. deal with exponential growth. It's so hard to predict exponential growth. We don't know where we'll be in twenty years and thirty years. We don't know how this technology is going to develop. And yeah. it could be a thing where it's all in. You know, robots investing in crazy robot technology, artificial intelligence, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Or it could be a big, almost like, um, oh, what was that movie we saw, Scott, about where in the future where people, they could buy hearts and stuff, and then if they wouldn't pay it, then they would have Repo people come. Man. Repo men, yes. Kind of like a, that scenario where oh, it's almost Repo. we would... We would augment ourselves, you know, to become better individuals or whatever. Man, the only good thing about that movie was that it kind of made me want to buy a VW Touareg. But even then. (laughs) (laughs) That was a pretty nuts movie. But, I mean, it could go that way, too. Yeah. I think it it would be interesting what would happen because it would also draw a line. I think eventually you'd have to figure out a line of, okay, what classifies, you know, a an intelligent thing anymore, you know? Yeah. Like, how do you separate into living things if eventually this technology gets to be so powerful that it can just create better versions of itself? But then at what point, and again, this is way off, but what if it become, like like in the Terminator series, it Mm -hmm. realizes... The human na- the fault, the major faults of the human nature, and how it's fundamentally flawed. Like, what happens then? You know. Yeah, it. I mean, it could happen. I mean, I'm not saying it can't, but 
I think. Everything in the Terminator series is going to come true 100%. <laughs> well, they're off because they're. I saw this article the other day that the day they predicted Skynet would become self aware was like four days ago. Oh, really? It was like four days ago, yeah. I think. Someone. Someone. Uh, it was on The Onion. I saw that. You posted the link, right, Anthony? Or no? Am I what just crazy? Someone Your tweeted. Nuts. I was I was on Twitter, and someone tweeted like, "This is just a friend." Yeah, I was on Twitter. Sorry, completely unrelated, but uh, it was on Twitter. This guy was like, "Just a friendly reminder that Skynet was uh, will become aware today," and then it was like, "Oh wait!" And then he had a link, and I think it was to that story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty. Uh, yeah, everyone should check out that documentary. Yeah, no, I definitely will. Okay, really good. Really it's on IGN and stuff. Yeah. I'll try to wait for it to uh, come on Netflix, but... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Speaking of, speaking of Netflix, they're uh, getting ready, supposedly getting ready to launch some new features. Like what? Uh, the biggest changes that I read about were um, basically allowing people to have family accounts. So, because they're, I think they're starting to realize yeah, they, that like they've been needing that for years. Yeah, that like a lot of people, like their parents, are paying for it, but the kids are away at college using it. You know. Mm-hmm. So you can have multiple like way like multiple Instant accounts cues and stuff. Yeah, and all that stuff. Nice, nice. That would be awesome. Yeah, and it's it's basically that. But so. yeah, they've really been needing that, you know, because I I know so many people. It's like oh, it's my mom's. It's you know my mom's Netflix. But yet it's like all their movies. It's like what? Yeah. You know? And then you gotta go scroll through like Princess Diaries two and like <laughs> yeah, no, fucking uh, Mona Lisa smile just to get to your movies. Yeah, Anna always puts a ton of uh, movies that she loves to watch in my instant queue. Yeah, that's that drive me nuts. <laughs> I mean, it's okay because I still have a ton of stuff I like to watch in there, so it's not too bad. Yeah, yeah, but oof. speaking of stuff I love to watch, you know what happens on next Wednesday? Whoa, segue! <laughs> <laughs> what? What? South Park season premiere? Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah! So How exciting for that! I'm really excited. I, I'm, you know what? I'll tell you. We talked about this after the premiere episode, but I'm a fan of Workaholics, and I'm a fan of next week when Workaholics is going to just follow South Park. It's going to be an, an hour of amazing television. Is it? Yeah. I've only watched the first Workaholics. I wasn't uh, super dude, impressed with the first one. Watch the second Workaholics. It's pretty good. And then the third one was also pretty good. And I'm I have checking a- out. I have them downloaded, but I have yet to watch them. Find time. Oh to watch. yeah, man, you should watch Workaholics. It uh, it they impressed me. They're, I mean, you know what? They're not like as good as like Always Sunny or you know those shows, but goddamn, it's it's better. It's all shit ton better than shows like Ugly Americans and like Norm Macdonald's Sports Show. I haven't I haven't seen that yet. Is that any good? No, really. I mean, it's Norm Macdonald's humor, which is like I don't know. It's funny for like five minutes, and then it's like, all right, let's come on, Norm. Yeah. <laughs> Norm Macdonald has kind of this. Uh, I, that's a terrible Norm Macdonald accent. But Norm Macdonald, he just like pauses, and he has a very simple humor. Oh, yeah. But his timing is what makes his jokes. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of television, um, two dramas that I'm big in that I'm big into right now. Um, I'm watching The Killing on AMC, yep. and then also uh, Game of Thrones. I've read the first book of that series. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Nice. Completely awesome. 
if you've got time to commit to an 800-page book, then... Uh, <laughs> I do not. Yeah. But, no, the, the show, it, it definitely does does justice to the book. It's pretty awesome. If you've got HBO, I strongly suggest tuning in Sunday nights to watch that. I do not have HBO, but I uh, huh? will try to find it online. Eventually. Do you guys do you guys ever watch uh, True TV? Uh, no, not really, because a lot of especially the it's reality, not reality; it's actuality. No, no. the <laughs> only reason why they can't call it reality is because it's too pathetic to be reality television. It's <laughs> the most written thing of all time. So I was watching this past weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. I was just flipping through the channels. I watched True TV a little bit. I was watching. Operation Repo, which is yeah. hilarious. See what it, but, what True TV does is they take reality television shows and then they actually give the the people like dialogue. Like normal reality shows will just like be like here talk about this and here's this situation. Mm-hmm. You know, like let's say like Pawn Stars will be like, all right, uh, the old man's angry because uh, he you didn't make a sale of it. Blah blah blah. And then like all right, go. And they'll just do it. But, like, Hardcore Pawn and, like, those other shows, <laughs> they'll give do them that. Lines. They'll be like, all right, so, fucking, this person's angry. All right, here are your lines. You're going to read them word for word. And yeah, then no. just get so angry. And they do Jerry Springer-type fighting. And Jer- Jerry, yeah, Jerry no, Springer so fighting, you can tell it's Jerry Springer fighting, and it's fake because there's never punches thrown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's how you know. They had a fight on Operation Repo like that. Yeah, there's never punches thrown. They're always just, like, pulling hair, or the guys just, like, tackle them, and they just wrestle, but there's never yeah, punches yeah, thrown. When in an actual fight, punches are thrown immediately. Yeah, but, so anyway, when I was watching that, I had it on the commercial. <laughs> there was a uh, commercial for Scott, we were talking earlier before the cast, <laughs> about the POV cameras people can get now. Oh, they yeah. Have, they were showing a commercial for... Police POV. POV. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. man. Police POV where the the what you're watching is what a cop is looking at. So you see him like <laughs> you see him like pull out his gun on people. It's like a video game. It's hilarious looking. <laughs> yeah, it's just first person. Mm-hmm. First person. I need to check this out. And yeah, some of the commercials they were sharing, it was like these SWAT people with right. big M sixteens and shit, like storming indoors. Yeah, it was pretty nuts looking. I think this is just going to be the beginning of a very long string of like every like like national uh, broadcast show, like every sitcom and every drama. It's just going to be first person, so it's going to be like first person ER. Oh, I would hate that. First person, first person cop shows, first person cop shows, first person hospital shows, and first person lawyer shows. And is there any other kind of drama? Just didn't pull that off then. How would you do a first person drama? That'd be pretty <laughs> first person. That'd be difficult. First person what? It's always well, what kind of what are the dramas? The dramas. I mean unless you're unless fucking... your main character was that was the person you followed all the time. That would be the only way it would work. I think it would catch on, man. That would be the only way that would I work. I mean it would be terrible television, but you never know. Yeah, it would. It'd be really never ch- know. television. Yeah. Going back, going back to like, going way back to like I to like Apple products. Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw, but um, there was this big break the other day. These guys found that your oh. iPhone 
tracks your location at all times, and it when you sync it with your computer, it puts that file on your computer. And these people made a program for you to view it. Really? But also, that's, that's yeah, incredible. but also, I mean, your iPhone's tracking you twenty four seven. That's incredible. Yeah. They they use it. They do it using um, you know how cell, illegal cell cell tower triangulation. You know how how fucking illegal is that? Oh no, it's, it's not illegal at all. It's not illegal yeah. at all because you know why? I was listening. I was listening. Alex Alex Jones is talking about this oh, earlier. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, no, there was Jones. this um, Information Act published in I think it was around ninety eight, ninety nine, where they said. Act. They said, they literally said in this thing that all cell phones from here on out are required, like they, they have the ability and can, if they want to, track your location use, using cell tower uh, triangulation. It just said it in there. That's like the scene in Pineapple Express when they're like, are they going to triangulate our phones, man? Yeah, no, dude, dude, they can do that. That's exactly <laughs> now they can. Yeah, no, and so if you download this file, I mean, you both have iPhones. You could you could check out where you've been with your iPhone while it's been tracking you. It's only been since iOS four, though. Only since iOS four. Yeah, apparently, but they've probably well, been tracking. I mean, I've had iOS four since it came out. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you should download this program and check it out. But people were some people were just freaking out like oh my god the government they're gonna track us everywhere and i was yeah. kind of sitting there i was like you know what like really who do you think wants wants to know where you are at all times who really cares that much yeah. about about yeah. you you know you always, yeah, of, like, like really guess, yeah it is it, it is really like not a, not a big deal because unless I mean, you're doing i mean unless you're doing real sketchy shit then you might be a little worried but i mean unless you're like a suspicious um criminal no 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 like a sus- suspicious spouse or a private investigator or something who really cares where you're at at all times yeah, you know that, i mean that actually reminds me of a funny story but say suspicious spouse five times in a row <laughs> <laughs> but what's funny about like what you're saying anthony is how like do you think you know how people really don't care and like alex jones likes to play on that like what if factor you know what oh, i mean yeah. Oh, yeah and it's like Okay, so I, I, at this point in time, I, I like I, I honestly like I would like to believe that the government really isn't like too big into controlling me, like controlling my mind. You know what I mean? At this point in time, no, oh, yeah. not Big Brother. Yeah, yeah, I don't think Big Brother just. I don't think he cares that much because he's got a lot of other stuff on his plate, so to speak. Everybody's but, just vying for power. Yeah, that's that's what the, everybody's just busy vying for power. I mean, you know, I do agree with some of says that. I think, I mean, I think at some point in time, I think we really do have to be careful about freedom of information mm-hmm. and privacy invasion and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, we really, I think mm-hmm. that's going to be something with the onset of technology and the way it's going. That's something that we really, as a people, have to safeguard if we want to keep our freedoms in check, you know? Yeah. I'm not, Absolutely. I'm not saying, I'm not pulling an Alex Jones on you guys. I'm just saying. Well, no, I agree with you. And I agree that. There's some way too crazy shit in this world. The TSA is insane right now. The fact that we have to go through body scanners. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that they've said in the past that they want to start implementing those at every public event. Yeah. When Alex and, Jones like, everything, yeah, everything. When Alex Jones on that show was talking about the like the kids getting patted down and like mm-hmm. 
Yeah, the, like the little girls are getting patted down by grown men, and mm-hmm. like they're getting their like breast cupped, and they're like being felt. And little girls have to like go to their moms and like, you know, hey, why is this man like? Why is he like fucking touching me? You know, like, and they <laughs> yeah. you know, creep these fucking kids out. Especially think it's of, way over think the line. of well, I mean, think of the, these kids was was once uh, you know sexually assaulted before, yeah. so they're very sensitive to it. Mm-hmm. Now they have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they don't so have to. They can get the full body scan, but you never know what the fucking... I mean, I don't think... Al, Alex Jones is really big into thinking that there's radiation that can, like, poison... I've heard a lot of people mind. say that, though. I've heard what a lot I, of I, I could give two fucks. I go through the body scanner. I don't really give a fuck if they see me, but it, it is fucking stupid that I Dude. have to do that. I yeah. mean, I think it's fucking dumb, and I think TSA is out of control. But then again, I don't really care if they see me. Yeah. You know, and on top of that, like, TSA, man, it's not – people don't realize that, like, not every TSA person is, like, a trained – I mean, they are trained, but they're not – they're not like a trained law. Like it's not like they could, if they wanted to, a TSA person could pick up, quit at the airport, and go work as a police officer. Yeah, it's like they you could. I could apply to be a TSA person. You know, and look be at a, me. It's gonna be a gateway to fucking creeps. Exactly. That's that's my point. I'm like, not saying oh, all TSA are creeps. I can go to TSA. Like as long as they don't have a record, a fucking creeper in his 40s is gonna say, "I'm just gonna go get a fucking job at TSA so I can feel up people and especially yeah. little children." Exactly, dude. I yeah. mean, you laugh about it, but I mean, there's dudes like that. There's people like that, man. No, there are, man. I'm there's crazy people, people in the world. You tell me, yeah, out of every TSA member in America, how many of those guys are creeps? Every single one. You could say that there's yeah. not at all, but think of how many fucking TSA people there are. And even on a more basic level, how many of them do you think join to be like, well, I can't be a cop, so I might as well be a TSA agent? Yeah, yeah who wants to be a TSA, TSA agent? agent just who wants to be job, a TSA agent? I hear. I think. I you know. I it's heard a total fucking, power trip. Yeah, that's my, ridiculous. You know what it is? It's like I don't have a job, but I know this guy has a job, and he said he could give me a job at TSA. <laughs> like, nobody wants to work at TSA, man. I would yeah. have to be real down and out to take a job with the TSA. I think. Yeah, yeah. dude, you got to go through security every fucking day of work, like three times a day. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you get to the front of the line, but still, just, oh, gotta take off my shoes, gotta fucking take off my belt, blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah. they suck. If I go now, to fucking Jimmy John's and have to fucking go through a metal detector, I'm quitting Jimmy John's. Yeah. <laughs> now, listen, this is kind of a funny, I know this is nothing to do with what we're talking about, but, like, private investigators, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, my brother, one of his best friends... Uh, one of his best friends, uh, fiance, is a, pri- a PI for a lawyer. And I was talking to him, and he was like telling me about some of like private investigation statistics. And he was saying that out of cases he's personally, his office is personally taken. And I, I think this is so funny when it's the woman who comes in and wants the uh, woman or wants the private investigator to spy on their husband. Ninety-five percent of the time, the woman's right. And and when uh. When a man comes in and says a private inve- and says he wants a private investigator to follow his wife to see if she's cheating, he's only of the time. 
He's no, he's right forty percent of the time. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Uh, come on, guys! Come on! Come on, men! Won't you? That's pretty Here's embarrassing. To all the men in the world, come on, guys! Stop thinking with your dick. I know it's hard. Unless know, the women are just. Sneakier. I know it's painful sometimes. Sometimes you're just like, God damn, man! But just for the guys, come on! <laughs> just stop cheating on our our women's. And it's like. It's funny because he was saying it's so like he'll break it to the the husband like she's not seeing anybody, and the husband will get all like flustered and be like, oh, "She is! No, I swear! No, I swear to God, I saw Tanya at the at the fucking club and she was dancing on some dude's dick, and I know they fucking." <laughs> you know, what, you know what show pisses me off to no end whenever I see it. Hmm. Is that cheater show? Have you ever seen that show? How did you ever not get pissed off when you immediately <laughs> turned that on? Yeah. Every, so at what point like, were you were you beginning to watch that show and you're like, you know what, I could watch this? Never. The <laughs> yeah. second I turned that show on, I am instantly enraged. Yeah, that show is. Oh, uh, the fucking doucher, the guy who hosts the show with the glasses, just like he's, he's been like stabbed before, I think. We yeah. um. We uh, caught you, you know. We 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 were at the bowling alley. You were at the bowling alley, man. Oh, yeah. There's shit. always a big confrontation. Yeah, because they're at the bowling alley. He was fucking some chick up the ass. <laughs> that shows ridiculous. How do you even get on that show? Fucking Jeez. who knows? You gotta want. What crazy people want to go on that show. You know, who wants to expose their relationship couples, like that? How many couples did that were cheating on? Like, just all oh, it was set up. Had to have been. Oh. We can get on cheaters if we have this big fight or whatever. All right, I'd say guys. majority, dude. All right, all right, yeah, all right, guys. We're we're gonna take our first, our first and only break of the show. So uh, we'll be right back with some more pod chats, people. Tonight, every street in the city ends up where I don't wanna be.
Kincaid and Adam K. Raining. Nice. Yeah. We didn't get to hear it, but you guys will if you're listening. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Anyways, one of the things I was I just remembered that I wanted to talk about on the podcast is that I've never in my something ha- has happened twice that never has happened in my life ever, and it's happened twice in the past like week, and that is I've been called like they were I I've I've been told that I'm they uh that I remind them of a cartoon character. Is that good or bad? They're like, I don't know what cartoon character... Yeah, exactly. I said, I don't know what cartoon character, but I'm like, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, you know? What cartoon character do you like? Yeah, Mm -hmm. they're they're like, I don't know, but you just remind me of cartoon character. Because, like, if... Is it, like, a good cartoon character, you know? Like, like Bugs Bunny? Or fucking... uh, I don't know. One of the good cartoon characters. Like, Batman? Or is it, like, a (laughs) gay cartoon character? Like, fucking... Scrappy Doo, or like I don't know, like Snarf. Yeah, you like, probably you know, remind you know, them of Scrappy Doo. That's Snarf. who it is. Snarf from Thundercats. <laughs> Snarf. What a terrible cartoon yeah. character. What a fucking miserable cartoon character. Scrappy Doo. Snarf. Yeah, you definitely look like Scrappy Doo, Drew. No, I don't know, man. Maybe I do remind them of Scrappy Doo. No. So you guys were talking about you guys were talking about Portal Two earlier. Ooh yes. What do you guys, you guys make of it? I think it's amazing. I pre-ordered it on Amazon for it was five dollars off already, and then if you pre-ordered on Amazon, you get fifty or you get twenty percent off your next purchase on Amazon. Or yeah, or no, twenty dollars off, not twenty percent, twenty dollars off. What? Uh, so what are you awesome. what are you playing on? Uh, PS3, but I'm gonna put it on uh, my Mac as soon as the PlayStation 3 uh, networks up. We'll talk about that maybe in a second. But uh, yeah, play, playing it on PS3. Uh, I've played a more co-op mode than single-player mode, just because I had me and my roommate, and then me and a friend yesterday played some co-op mode. But uh, but I mean, we've only—I forgot how far we are into that. I think we're like three three stages in. But, uh, and there's like, there's a certain amount of stages, or no, we're two, we're like two stages in, and the first stage had like seven levels, and the second one had nine levels, but, uh, it's great, it's great, and the single player is amazing, it's a lot better than the co-op, and I've only played a little bit of it so far, Mm -hmm. and, uh, it's fantastic, it's more challenging, but at the same time, it's not like... It's impossible. There, yeah. When we were playing co-op, there were points where we're like, "This is literally fucking impossible." But we got to remember about Portal is that it's never impossible. Did you play the yeah. first one? Yes, I did. I didn't play it for the longest time, and I was like, you know what? I because I was like, I'm not going to understand that. It seems really confusing. Whatever. And uh, somebody convinced me to get it. I think it was Nick Madden convinced me to get it. And uh, I was like, all right, whatever. And I got it, and I loved it. Because it's not, I mean, it, it challenges you, but it's very, it's so, it's simple enough to where, you know. It's not you, where you're going to get frustrated with yeah, it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I'm, I'm trying to not play it a lot, because the, a lot of people are saying one of the down points is that it's not a long game, necessarily. But it's a game, it's one of those games where to be as good as it is in, like, these puzzles, they can't make it a long game. It's impossible. Yeah. You know, I'm sure they're going to come out with downloadable content. I'm sure they are, you know. 
Yeah. But, uh... It's probably why they made it so short, yeah, too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, and they gave you the co-op mode, and I think a lot of people haven't played co-op mode yet, which is another thing, but, uh... You know, so I'm not trying to... I'm trying not to play it all at once. I'm trying to, you know, play a little bit here, play a little bit there, just so I enjoy it a longer time. And I'll still enjoy it after I'm finished, because, you know, Portal's one of those games that you can pick up again, and, like, these, the puzzles aren't, like... You forget about the puzzles, you know? Yeah. Have you ever played Scott? Uh, I played Portal 1 a little bit. Um, I've only watched a couple videos of Portal 2, to be honest. Mm-hmm. What interests me is kind of, like, Portal 1, I it was the same way with Drew. Like, I wasn't too sure to get about getting it, you know, because I, I was like, man, a puzzle game, you know, that doesn't sound too yeah. too hard, you know, or yeah. too, you know, it doesn't sound too interesting to me. Yeah. But then I, I got it, and my brother actually got it on his PC, and that's when I started playing it. And I liked it on there, and obviously, you know, I'm a big, I'm kind of a big Valve, you know, Half Life, you know, type. It's yeah. made by the same people who made Half Life, but exactly. um, I'm kind of a big fan of them. And uh, I, I liked Portal One. Um, I mean, I was trying. I don't really have the money. Like, I was trying to think, like, should I spend the money on Portal Two? Because I was like thinking about my time. Maybe once summer starts, I'll buy it. But they'll probably put it on sale this summer. Yeah, and and also what's kind of cool about that game is I was just like on Wikipedia, I was just reading about the uh, storyline, mm-hmm. and it's just uh, it's just like you know whoever thought of that man like talk about creativity, you know what I mean? Like such a creative story story, you know? Yeah, and it's the game's very humorous, and they, yeah. they brought in they brought in Stephen Merchant, who's on Ricky Gervais's podcast, uh, very funny guy. He's an actor also. They brought in Stephen Merchant, uh, J.K. Simmons. From Juno and uh, Spider Man, you know. Yeah, Peter Parker, Daily Bugle. He was on Law and Order for a long ass time too. Really, I did not know that. He's on the State Farm commercials. The, yeah, you know, that is Meatloaf. This is also Meatloaf. That that I mean, you know. That oh yeah, 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 that guy. Yeah, J.K. Simmons. He's, he's in the he's game. He's a funny guy. So they they really went all out with the voice acting, and the script is hilarious as always. I mean, as yeah. always, there's only been one game, but no, it's a very humorous game. The Speaking the one the 13 minute opening video. It was like the first 13 minutes of the game that I watched, and it was mm-hmm. I was like really laughing at what that little ball character was saying. The yeah. merchant, the yeah, guy so that merchant that's voices. Steven merchant, yeah, Stephen Merchant voices that. I, I was laughing. I was laughing pretty hard about some of the stuff he was saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and the game, even though it still uses the. Hold on. So, yeah, I was thinking I didn't get it yet either because I was thinking uh, Steam always does a summer sale like they do a, uh, you know, holiday sale. So I was thinking they'd probably discount it there. I'd probably pick it up. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking because uh, my PC can run it now. So, you know, I'm thinking- Oh, really? That's pretty nice. That was my roommate with beautiful, beautiful beer. Can Well, can your can your Mac run it, Anthony, or what? Yeah, well, I mean, it can run Portal 1 and it can run Half-Life 2 and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Mac has Portal Two also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyways, what I was saying was, uh, even though that it uses the same graphics engine as like you know Portal and Half Life and all those, it still looks amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People, that's some people have been complaining like, oh, we're about HD graphics. I'm like, it is an HD. You just fucking don't expect amazingness from everyone. Yeah. Okay. So. What's... Go ahead, Anthony. No, go ahead, Scott. What's well? What I was gonna say about that game, about Portal Two, which is also kind of 
Like people, like you said, Drew, people are complaining about the quality of the graphics, but no one's really, I mean, people talk about it, but obviously like the extent of the, the amount you can do in that game engine, you know, in that gaming engine. Yeah. I think that's the, that's what portals meant to be about. Like that true highlight of the game is what you can do in that game physically, you know, like the mechanics of it, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely, the pu- the way you solve the puzzles oh, is very yeah, creative yeah. The, and I different. The, the best part about that game is the satisfaction you get after figuring out a puzzle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you figure out like, when you get to the end of the stage after spending you know fucking forever on it, and you go through in your mind, you're like, "This is fucking impossible." I swear to God, I fucking this is, doesn't make any sense. What the fuck? Me and my me and my friend last night when we were playing a co-op mode, we couldn't. We, t- we took like thir- like thirty minutes almost on this. One goddamn puzzle, and we could not figure it out for the life of us. And it was so complex. It was like you know, it, it dealt with, you know, all this shit and uh, like this fan and everything that like could, it, only one of us could get past it. And uh, but we finally figured it out, and we were so happy. But nice. that's that's another one of the reasons why I don't play it that much is because it, it really does like fry your brain. It was like, mm-hmm. oh my god, you know, it's like doing math homework for like an hour. It's like, oof, you know, all you want to do is just like rest your rest your brain for a second. Yeah, but some people are really into problem solving, you know, yeah. and really, mm-hmm. really love love that sort of game. No, yeah. I mean it's great. Like I said, it's 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 one of the, it's the greatest puzzle game of all time. Yeah. Um, speaking of Valve, mm. what do you guys what do you guys think of the whole Steam platform? See, I, I've um, if people aren't familiar, explain what Steam is for people who might not be familiar. Yeah, Steam. What essentially Steam is is it's a, a virtual library of games mm. that you you it, you buy a game and it stores it on there for you, and you can install it on any computer that you have anytime, forever, as long as you have your account. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it was kind of. I, I think Steam was one of those things, like way back when Counter Strike. Like I'm thinking, I'm thinking way back when Half Life and Counter Strike and Team Fortress Classic, when all those games originally came out, they relied on clients like GameSpy to host, get to you know, be the the community prop, you know, proxy for games and whatnot. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think Steam was created on one hand to basically cut GameSpy and and you know companies like GameSpy out of the uh, out of the equation. Well, it was made originally that's how Counter-Strike games were hosted back in the day was through Steam, remember? Yeah. Well, wait, but even before that, Anthony, they were just hosted on general servers that were connect like hosted onto GameSpy. Mhm. Mhm. That was like before Source and everything else. Way and back even, in the day. Wait, like when for when Counter Strike and Half Life first came out, but I think it's kind of uh, an innovative thing. I mean, it, it certainly makes it easy. Like I can install. I mean, I've had to ghost my PC multiple times or reimage it, I should say. Uh, and all I have to do is reinstall Steam, and it, it's it's you know it knows everything every game that I've ever had, so I don't have to worry about rebuying anything, you know, or keeping track of discs. Yeah. That's really the key thing. So it's, keeping track it's, of discs and serial code, serial numbers. You know? Yeah, it's it's super convenient. I'll, I'll give them that. I mean, I, I haven't I haven't really used Steam because I don't see. I I never used to really play computer games. The only computer games I really played uh, were like Roller Coaster Tycoon and like The oh. Sims. 
roller coaster tycoon. But or like online, like you know, on the online websites. But mainly, I've always been console for uh, playing my video games. But so I'm, I, I mean, I've I've only had I only had Steam once before, and that was when I played Counter Strike for like a, a month, not even, and I was terrible, and everybody else was amazing. So. Uh, um, I, tell you I think what. you'd be interested, Drew, since you said you don't heavily, you know, you don't normally game all that often. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you should check out. There's been, I've been a little hesitant to get into this, but I've played, been playing a couple of these games lately. You should really check out indie games. There's some really, really fantastic indie games that I think you would like. Indie games. Mm-hmm. What are Steam has games? Steam has a ton of them. Um, like the other day, I know you love Katamari Damacy and those yeah. that sort of game. I, there's an indie game that's almost exactly similar to that. Only you start out as this little thing, and there's big people all around you, and eventually you build up to like suck up, you know, the people and everything. I have What's to look up the name of it. I don't know. I'm looking up uh, the name of it real quick. But you definitely need to check out. Drew, go to, if you, <laughs> this is going to be a nice little plug, if you've never heard of the Humble Indie Bundles, mm-hmm. <laughs> those, um, every year, they've or not every year, they've done three of them. What they are is they bundle together, um, you know, six or seven indie games, and normally they're pretty good indie games, and you can pay however much you want, and you can choose whether the money goes to developers, to the chair, to charities, or to this Humble indie bundle group that's, you know, keeping them together and all that stuff. Huh. And you can pay whatever you want. Yeah, and I've done it all I've done it twice. And the first time I did it was the second humble bundle pack. Mm-hmm. And they said if you bought the second humble bundle pack, then they'll just give you the first. So I got a ton of indie games just for free. And some of them are really, really good. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check that out. I would love to get on Steam, but PlayStation's network and has been down. Mm-hmm. And oh, I'm trying game, to create my st- my Steam name because I forgot my other one and I just want to start a new one anyways. So, and I'm trying to start it through my PlayStation Network name because for, for Portal 2 so I can have my uh, Portal on my Mac for free. But PlayStation game- Network has been down for like two days and it's 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 kind of a big news because it's, you know a lot of yeah, a lot of nerds are freaking well. out. Yeah, I've heard about they that. Can't, they can't play. They can't play Little Big Planet with some kid in Sweden. Uh, that Little game Big I was talking about was that game's pretty cool. I've never been into that game. I've never owned the game, and I'm sure maybe if I got it, I would love it. But I've never really been amazed by that game. I really liked uh, Mod Nation Racers, which was kind of like a mixture of Mario Kart and Little Big Planet. That sounds pretty interesting. It sounds pretty good. Uh, it was. It's really good because it's really fun and it's it's you can create anything. It's really fun and it's kart racing, so that's how it's kind of like Mario Kart. But there's mm-hmm. like drifting in it, which is big and uh, you know, if any if you can relate anything to Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, I mean, you're, it's probably going to be a winner already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, I really liked um, Little Big Planet. I think the things you can do with the mechanics of the game yeah. are just unbelievable. Yeah, and some and of the things some people like do is awesome. Big Planet is because you can create anything. You can create any type of car, any t- type of character, and any type of track. It's amazing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was a really fun game. But uh... one one game that I've wanted to check out. I've been a little hesitant to check it out, to, um, but I'm thinking about 
getting it next time it's on sale through Steam. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but Amnesia, The Dark Descent. Have you ever heard of that game, any of you? No, what's no. it about? Um, it's about... Uh, it's this horror game. It's this first-person like horror thriller game where I don't, you just kind of like go through and... I don't know, try to escape this place, I guess. And you can't do any, um, like, you can't use any weapons. And the way you play it is they have the controls. So, for instance, let's say you want to open a drawer. Well, you click on the drawer, and then you pull back on your mouse to open it. So you have to manipulate your environment to get out of this place. Like, you'll have to, you know, move something, and it'll open a door or whatever. It's very heavy rain. It's very, like, uh, like heavy rain. Um, yeah, kind of. It's for, it's supposed to be a super scary game, and it's not like a jump out at you scary, it's just a, this is really, really creepy, and it really sucks you in, it's really immersive. What's the name of it? Amnesia, The Dark Descent. It's actually, um, I just look up Amnesia on Steam or whatever, it's actually, it's an indie game, tying, tying into what we were just is talking And it's about. out now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's been out uh, since like 2010, I think. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's really good. Interesting. Have you played it? Um, no, I've been really meaning to, though. Oh. I have to get it still. I haven't, um, I'm waiting until it goes on sale. It was just on sale for, I think, ten bucks. But, wow. But yeah, now it's back up to its normal price of twenty, so I'm just gonna wait till it's on sale again, because it'll happen eventually. From what I'm reading about it here, it's basically like you're in your own night. You have to escape your own nightmare, basically. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I've read about it, and it seems pretty nuts. Yeah, and I've seen, I've actually seen. I'll uh, post this to our website or something. Um, I saw this video of a guy playing Amnesia, and it rec- it was his like recording him playing Amnesia through his screen. You know, like you'd see what he was seeing, and it recorded his voice. He was on Ventrilo with a bunch of his friends, and he just freaked out. And it's it's pretty hilarious. Sure. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's some pretty good indie games out there, Drew. You should definitely check them out. And anyone who who's hesitant, you know, they're like, eh, I like playing video games, but I don't want to get, you know, real heavy into video games. There's some real good indie games that are awesome. I will definitely have to check those out. Check them out. Do you play many yeah. indie games, Scott? Oh, uh, well, now that you say it, I kind of feel like I should. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're real good. They're really good. Yeah, so... Uh... Anyway, it's kind of to change, not to change the sub. I mean, yeah, to change the subject, I guess, because it's going to completely change the subject. One of the things I uh, wanted to talk about is I recently decided that I was going to try to grow a beard for the first time in my life. Has <laughs> <laughs> that well, been made up for you? Oh, it's pretty dirty. Pretty dirty. But uh, really? I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to talk about this because I'm I'm talking to two two men who could grow a beard in a span of like six hours. <laughs> it is kind of it gets a little ridiculous. Like I, I hate the whole five o'clock shadow thing because it really it's true now. You know, yeah. it's a pain to shave. It is, it's man. It's shave, it's a pain to shave, but man. Again, I, I don't some, like it. Sometimes it, it's I don't know. I have very weird facial hair. I have patches. Like I, there's a patch right under my chin that just, like just does not grow hair. Does not grow hair. It's weird. So and my, like my roommate can't grow any facial hair at all. Really? Like none. He's like he he's like never shaved. 
because he just doesn't grow facial hair. I wish. It's kind of like Joe Clark, and as if I think he, uh, he shaves now. Does he if actually shave? To our Joe, our Joe no, Clark but yeah. podcast. But yeah, I'm like, I'm, like a, I'm like a little over a week in, I think. I think the last time I shaved was a week from Tuesday, so like, like nine days in, and uh, I don't know. It's coming along. I'm thinking about shaving it already. But then again, really? it's a testament of will to not Do you think shave. you're going to fully grow it out? Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to see what it... I'm just going to keep pushing. You think you can actually do it, though? I think I can, as long as I stick with it. And I think some I... people, they have, like, this hump of, oh, that looks real dirty, and then eventually when it all comes in... That's what I'm saying, up. man. I'm kind of waiting for it to all come in, you know? I know it's going to look dirty. I know it's going to look gross. But as long as I keep it, you know, nice and groomed, it will uh, be fine. I think this has some pretty hilarious potential. Yeah, so we'll see. Maybe I'll start posting some pictures of my beard growth. Some progress. You should, you should do a day-to-day thing, bro. I know, but I, I thought of that. But I thought of that like five days after I had already started. And if you don't have the like the beginning picture, it kind of doesn't work. Yeah, true. You could always so, shave and start over. I don't know, dude. It's too long. <laughs> really, five days? Too long, man. Because I, I don't want to have this dirty look for nothing. I don't want to say I've been walking around like this for nothing. Speaking of True. dirty looks. There's <laughs> Speaking this... of dirty looks. I like that. <laughs> there's, there's this kid at Maryville who, um, he's actually in my econ class, but he had, like, you know, he's been growing out the scruff. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen, he's been coming to class with the scruff. I go into econ class today. And it's all shaved, except for this dirty, dirty, scruffy mustache he left behind. Oh. <laughs> and he looks, he looks like some Mexican who's like ready to just... See, see I shave you know? my upper lip. I, I'm not, I'm not growing a mustache. I shave my upper lip. <laughs> Wait, you're going, you're going like Amish beard? <laughs> no, man, I, I, I'm just growing, I, I shave my upper lip and I shave like my neck and I leave a nice little trim area right, you know, where the chin and the, you know, under the chin. Alright, I'm interested to see what this is going to look like. <laughs> You'll see. I'm interested to see what this looks like. Very few people can f- pull off mustaches. Yeah, I'm not, fuck, I'm not even going to try to mustache one. You know how dirty, if I started growing out my mustache, it would be the dirtiest fucking looking thing of all time. Did that guy... My facial hair already grows in like, like post-shaven pubes. <laughs> Can that guy at that that you saw at Maryville? Can he rock a stash? You think if it grew out? Well, what's funny is he has a face like I'm. He he looks like this actor, and I can't remember the name. I'm blanking on the name. Uh, um, uh, like a skinny Russell Crowe. No, I did thought I guess. Did you ever see uh, any of you see Generation Kill by chance? I didn't. No. I'm no. trying to think of another thing he was in. Um, kind of like a skinny Daniel Day-Lewis, like really skinny, long-faced Daniel Day-Lewis, but this mustache he has. Daniel Day-Lewis, if it if the role calls for it, will will get skinny. Yeah. He will drop down to like 80 pounds if he wanted to play like Gandhi. Yeah. Fuck, fuck Ben Kingsley. <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis should have played Gandhi. Sir, <sighs> excuse me, it's Sir Ben Kingsley. I don't yeah. want to get that wrong. He might fucking... The queen might yeah, come after you. Yeah, the queen. The queen. Everybody's upset. Yeah, that's another thing. Everybody's obsessed with this fucking royal wedding. Who gives a fuck? 
Exactly, Kate dude. That's Middleton. what I'm saying. Every, ooh, Caitlin, she's a normal girl. She gives every... That's what girls are. Every girl is obsessed with the fucking royal wedding because it exactly. gives them hope. Someday a prince might sweep me up and we'll get married. Yeah. Fucking the royal wedding. Who gives two fucking fucks? Sorry. Dude, it pisses, it pisses me off, man, because it's like... Oh, all obsessed with the queen, but never mind the fact that gas prices are rising and we've lost our AAA credit rating, you know? like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whoops. My fault. But yeah. you know what? I'm, I'm going to watch the royal wedding because I really don't care. Or I'm, you know, putting my head in the sand. <laughs> yeah, no, there's some weird, there's definitely some weird um, double standards in our country. Uh, well, not necessarily double standards, but people pay attention to real dumb stuff. Yeah, we were. This was really random in our business law class. My teacher is actually pretty interesting, but uh, you say we were talking about the for just some reason we got on the subject of the national deficit, you know, the budget deficit, mm-hmm. and it was like he's like, now think about it. He was saying they they rated it out, and he said it t- it'll take the government to spend a billion dollars every second. It would take thirty one years. Now think about the. And then he's saying, now think about this. They just came out and said that our national debt or the budget deficit or the national debt increases $58,000 and some odd cents every minute. That's insane. Isn't that, isn't that ridiculous? 58000 That's a – I mean that's a – I don't know. What is that? That's, that's like an, a, that's ta- a, that's that's a, a Chevy Tahoe every minute. That's an average minute. income. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's an average household income every minute. That's insane. That's nuts. Yeah. The government needs yeah. to... I mean, that goes back to Alex Jones' stuff. Yep. It's true. Alex Jones. I don't know, man. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to get on that beat. I'm just saying, like, I think we've got a... No, man. It's an interesting beat. I think it's good. I think there's something... Something's got to be done because, you know, quite frankly, it, it it's us, you know? It's mm-hmm. you. It's you and I that are going to be living in this world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Our parents. You know, our parents. You know, this is. <laughs> you're, you're basically saying our parents. God bless them, but they're goners. Well, like, I mean, come, come on, on now. Man. I, mean, that's, I mean, you know, they're all expecting their their social security, and the fact is, most of them aren't going to get it. You yeah, know? but I think technology mm-hmm. is going to be so advanced that, like, you know, you're going to start seeing people lived a lot longer than normally the age. If as long as technology, talk about singularity again. As long as technology, you know. Yeah, that's true. I think uh, I think the technological advances that the future holds could definitely potentially save us from our financial crisis. Now, yeah. you know that makes sense. It could be one thing if we invented this crazy technology and it took off. That would probably boost our economy pretty good. And also think about like uh, other global problems. Like I know when I was I was just when we were talking about the transcendent man, uh, I was looking at the things like technology that could basically solve world hunger. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. make food readily available to literally everybody. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, imagine if they eventually get to master the craft of genetically engineering food. Yeah, dude. What happens they already then? Do. Yeah. Well. They'd well, I mean, what if what like this is the beginning stages? What if when they get real, real, real good at it, you know, perfect yeah. it, as they call it, gene doping, like where there's yeah. no more need for steroids. It's just the animal is breeded to be a perfect cut of meat. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
mm-hmm. like from the ver- from the from the time it's a little sinew inside a womb. It, it's it, it's meant to be a perfect piece of meat. The cow is, you know. Yeah. What is it like? Chickens like get three times as big as they normally do now. Yeah, yeah, they juice them up with steroids. It's crazy. Speaking of which, I watched a, a couple about a month ago. I watched Food Inc. Completely changed my perspective, man, on how I eat and everything. I thought Food Inc. was a little overrated. It was interesting, and the stuff about Monsanto is fucking scary, but I don't know. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you know what? We could all be, you know, this could all go away, but at the same time, here's to paying a lot more. People would be fucking going nuts if their food cost as much money as it would cost. Yeah. There's no yeah. way to feed all our there's no way to feed our country without, you know, all this all Absolutely. these companies and all these, you know, exactly. if you want if you want the convenience and of course, you know, America's going to want the convenience cuz we're, we're America and yeah. we want America. our fucking freedom. We want burgers so we can grill them on Sunday. Woo! <laughs> fucking as long as their burgers are cheap and, you know, they can get them at Walmart for fucking $4 for eight, you know, ten fucking burgers, then who gives a fuck? Yeah. Dude, if you want to but... spend the extra money and go buy bison burgers, go ahead, you know? They're, it's healthier. Yeah. Go ahead. It's all natural. You know? At the same time, though, I mean, you think, like, 2% of the world of the U.S. population lives on a farm. And think about that. There's so many, like... Down. Farms aren't owned by people anymore. Farms are owned by companies now. You know, I mean, that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, when, the farms are still owned by the people, but the people are just working for the farms. Well, yeah, like when there's such an intense discrepancy like that, it's almost impossible to overcome. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, Food Inc. definitely definitely opened up the uh, kind of the perception of like, wow, these, you know, you never really think of food groups being as like maniacal and controlling, but they are. Yeah, man, because everyone needs everyone. Need, everyone's got to eat, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like, geez, you know, they can control a lot of things in this world. And you know, I'll admit, man, I had a little like myself. I had a little delusion, like right after I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm gonna shop at farmers market. Yeah, but, fuck that. I but you in, go to you go to a farmers market and a watermelon's three times as much it is at a fucking yeah. grocery store, yeah, and you're like, day, well, fuck this, you know. <laughs> one day I was feeling all high and mighty, and I was like. And I, this is a true story. I was like, you know what? I'm going to Trader Joe's and walk in and see what I'm going to get for dinner because I'm interested. I walked into Trader Joe's. I've never felt so out of place in my entire life. Yeah. I've never felt so out of place. I was looking. I didn't know where shit was. It was like I was fucking in another country. I was like, <laughs> you know, I, I was like, uh, 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 and I just, I, I like ran out almost. I felt like I had to sprint out. I felt like I was going to have an anxiety attack because I had no idea what was going on around me. All this fucking random-ass food and all this, like, random people. And, uh, I, I got out of there quick. And I got my ass to, like, Safeway so I could get some normal people food. Yeah. I like Trader Joe's. They got some good stuff there. I mean, no, there's a, yeah, there's a, there's a nice Whole Foods market. Uh, it's kind of, it's a local place called uh like sunflower market or whatever that's natural and i go there sometimes they really get uh i get uh butternut squash tortellini or butternut squash ravioli delicious Sounds nice. oh it's delicious it's fucking i thought it was gonna be gross i was like oh butternut squash well what the hell and i'm like and ravioli that's weird you should just t- try it because it was great 
And uh, the meat's always better. It's always a little bit more pricey, but the meat's always better. The steaks, mm-hmm. they're always nice and fresh. So big. I'm a big fan of certain things there. But, I mean, Safeway, that's kind of the way to go, in my opinion. It's kind of yeah. the grocery store here. I don't know what... I mean, I know they got Schnooks and Deerberg at St. Louis, but I don't know what they have in Columbia. Working with old Hy-Vee. 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 And you know... I like it. The one by me is real nice. If you're not a complete moron, mm-hmm. you can shop You can shop and cook healthy no matter where you go, yeah. you know? Yeah. You can shop at... Yeah, you could use Walmart as your grocery store, and a lot of people do. A lot Because Walmart is fucking cheap, if you guys haven't noticed. Yeah. You guys ever go to Walmart? I don't do my grocery shopping there, but sometimes I will get certain groceries there because it's fucking cheap at Walmart. Yeah, it's and a so lot of cheap. families, a lot of families do shop at Walmart like that, and, uh, you know, and you, you, can, you can definitely cook healthy. It's just, I mean, it's hard because it's so, there's the majority of things in grocery stores are unhealthy. Yeah. The, ma- the biggest majority. There are aisles of just pure unhealthiness. And it's, it, I mean, you know, if you, it, I think, mm-hmm. go ahead, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, cereal I mean, c- cereal, for the most part, there is really not – there's no point for cereal. I mean, it's not healthy. Yeah, it gives you energy, but it's not exactly healthy. There's healthier options. So I'm just yeah. saying if people overuse things and, oh, and they, you know, they say, oh, I'm going to eat a bowl of Fruit Loops for breakfast every morning. Fruit Loops have a fuck ton of sugar in it, and you don't need to be getting that much, you know sh- – anyway, I don't want to fucking go off on a rant, but – the majority of the grocery store is unhealthy, but there's definitely things at the grocery store that you could cook healthy and live the healthiest life yeah. ever. But it comes – again, man, like back to what you were saying, the majority of the stuff is unhealthy, but also like people it, – it's about education, man. Like people mm-hmm. just got to know. Like I, I consider – what's ironic is that I kind of know like what – you know, with, with my – dealing with my personal like health issues, like mm-hmm. I kind of know like because I have to watch my diet a little. Yeah. You know, and I also kind of, and I enjoy cooking, and it's like I kind of know what I'm doing a little bit. I mean, I don't, I'm not saying I'm a great cook or anything, but it's like yeah, and it's like I've been dieting, well, somewhat dieting for almost a year now. But like my diet isn't really a diet at all. It's just kind of like watching, you know, and like yeah. eating healthier. It and, just goes. And, it's education. Yeah, yeah, man. Think, talk, yeah. I was gonna say, speaking about education, one of the things about education, I wrote a paper on this actually uh, for my English class one sem- or last semester, but. Uh, is that the, the we're educating the food groups when you grew up? Take the yeah. food groups. What what's on bottom? The breads, breads, you know, and six stuff, to yeah. eleven servings, right? Yeah. What they actually know now is that that's way too many servings, and you do yeah. not need nearly that much servings of bread. You should they're literally the food groups. I mean, besides the fucking bullshit like sugar and syrup and candy and all that at the top, but that's just added because kids love candy. And if you were teaching kids the food group pyramid and you didn't <laughs> throw candy on there at any point, the kids would freak out and start saying, "Where the fuck? You know, I want to know when this goddamn fucking pyramid, where's my candy? Where's candy? And where's?" Yeah, so anyways, but basically if you flip the pyramid upside down, that's truthfully what it is. Fruits and vegetables are probably what you need more of than anything else, and then the meats, and mm-hmm. the, uh, and then it should be meats, and then dairy, and uh, and, and bread. Mm-hmm. And fruit and vegetable, I mean, honestly. No, I was going to say, that's fruits and vegetables should be the ones that are the biggest. And yeah. I, I sh- I'm I mean, definitely the one educating people about this, because I eat, like, zero fruits and vegetables. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what's funny is, um, 
I was actually, I read this book by this guy named Nate Green, and he's like one of the youngest like physical therapists in the nation. He's like 25 years old, and he's a physical therapist and all this stuff. And it's called like, uh, his book was called like Living for Yourself or something. I can't remember the name of it, but it's basically like, you know, everyone has this idea like in their heads, you know, like kind of the perception of what they think is a good body, you know? Mm-hmm. And his and this guy, like, he's in really good shape, obviously. Yep. But his his suggestion was, like, you know, instead of, you know, trying to look like Brad Pitt or trying to look like, you know, some bodybuilder, yeah. he's like, look the best you can look for yourself. You know what I mean? Cause yeah, it, because a lot of it is genetics, you know? Yeah, and he was saying, and he's like, you know, there's, there's like, and he basically said there's, like, basic rules to living, and one of them was, is like, screw screw the food pyramid you know eat as many like vegetables and fruits as you can because the more color you have like just the better you're better off you are yeah, like that's just you can't eat i mean you can't eat too many fruits and vegetables yeah but you can yeah. definitely eat way too many car you know car complex carbohydrates yeah uh, the the bread and you know fruits. you can definitely over abuse that yeah but um Anyways, guys, I think this is a, a good stopping point. It's been a definitely good podcast. Uh, yeah, definitely. The pod chats was a successful one, but uh, Scott, it was good having you on the show for the second time. Definitely. Yeah, it was definitely. my pleasure being on. It's always great when Scott's on. Uh, Anthony, do you have anything else to add before we uh, head out of here? Um, no. Just uh, everyone should definitely check out Transcendent Man if they haven't. Yeah, Transcendent Man. Real good. Alright, so I'm in a pretty good mood right now, so I'm going to end the podcast on a uh, one of my favorite songs, one of my favorite old songs. I don't listen to a lot of old stuff, but one of my favorite old songs is from the great Bill Withers. Everybody's, nice. Yeah, how can you not love Bill Withers? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. Can't, if you can't get down to Bill Withers, something's wrong with you. But Bill Withers... Great song, lovely day. We'll see you guys later. Peace. When I wake up in the morning, love, and the sunlight hurts my eyes, and something without warning, love, bears heavy on my mind. Then I And I know it's gonna be a lovely I know it
seems to know the way Then I look at you And the world's alright with me I just want to look at you And I know it's gone 